It turns out that we all have those annoying friends who have beautiful skin, just wake up looking amazing, eat what they want, don't wash their face. (laughs) They (laughs) They used to drive me crazy. (laughs) Right? And chances are, they just have this phage naturally where other people don't. And this phage is just keeping the levels of C. acnes under control. And so a lot of our work is to try to democratize this. Can we make this accessible? Can we put this in a bottle? Can we put something in a bottle that effectively treats acne, whether you have it or somebody in your family does? I sure would have loved that if it happened many years ago when I had acne. Well, my guest expert, Yug Varma, CEO of Phyla, says maybe we can. Not a small matter either. Wait until you hear what percentage of the world's population will be affected by acne at some point in their life. Better stay tuned. Welcome to Healthcare on the Horizon. I'm your host, Jeff Ostroff. This podcast is intended for the general public and healthcare professionals. Healthcare on the Horizon is about where things stand now with the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of specific diseases and how things might change with those in the future. Our goal is to help you learn more about these diseases and to give you a clearer picture of the work being done right now to improve or eradicate their adverse impact. Like its sister podcast, Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers, Healthcare on the Horizon will look a bit into the future, in this case, to provide hopeful news about the various diseases we shine a light on. We hope you'll find the information here useful in an educational sense, but also, perhaps in a more personal way, should you, a family member, or a friend have one of the medical conditions we cover. Please note, the information shared on this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for the advice provided by your physician or any other healthcare professional. Hi everyone, acne. Just the mention of that four-letter word brings back bad memories for me, especially during my college years. How about for you? But as the song goes, that was yesterday, and yesterday's gone. Today, the news about treating acne is much more positive, and the future could be even brighter. That's pretty important when you consider the staggeringly high percentage of people who will deal with acne at some point in their life. See if you can guess that right now. In this episode of Healthcare on the Horizon, you'll learn about such things as who gets acne, why it's affecting more people in their 30s, particularly women, and what we've learned about what causes acne. And if you're a young person or have teenagers within your family, relax. It's not pizza or chocolate, which is what they used to lead me to believe. You'll also learn about a promising new research-based approach to treating acne that's already looking to be much more effective and long-term than what's been used before. To help us with all this, we've brought on an expert on acne. He's Yug Varma. Yug Varma is a PhD scientist. He's the CEO of Phi Therapeutics and the co-founder and CEO of Phyla, the world's most advanced probiotic acne system. Yug has 12 years of microbiome research experience, including an extensive background in bioorganic chemistry, microbiology, and synthetic biology, things I never could have studied. I'm just not that smart. Dr. Varma received a scientific training at several distinguished 
academic institutions, including Johns Hopkins University, where he received his Ph.D., and the University of California, San Francisco. His scientific work has been published in many prestigious journals, including Nature. Dr. Varma's mission is to change the way we treat chronic bacterial diseases. He's working tirelessly to achieve this goal with a microbiome-based technology platform. Well, hi, Yug. Welcome to Healthcare on the Horizon. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, Jeff. It's great to be on, and I know we're going to have a great discussion today. Well, we are definitely going to have a great discussion because you know, and I won't dwell on this, acne is something that played a major part in the early years of my life, specifically late teens and early 20s, and it really, really wreaked havoc on me. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, Yug, because there's some exciting things going on that you're going to share with our audience. Before we actually start getting into acne itself and where we're going with it, I'd like you to share with our audience a little bit about your educational background, your work experience, Yug, when you came to Phi Therapeutics and what you're doing there. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a scientist. I have a background in bioorganic chemistry, synthetic biology, and microbiome research. I got my PhD from Johns Hopkins in bioorganic chemistry. And before that, I actually did organic chemistry. So it was a little all over the place. I have a, a large number of skills. But more recently, you know, after I finished my PhD, I went to uh, San Francisco, which is where I am now. And I did postdoc research on the microbiome at UCSF. While I was a postdoc, I kind of incubated this idea and, and launched the company right after I finished my postdoc. I've been studying the microbiome for about 12 years now. And it's a fairly young field. It's less than 20 years old. So I've just been, I feel really lucky and excited to be on the forefront of this new technology that has, has really captured the imagination of so many people who are curious to learn more about it, but also see how it could impact their health. And when you talk about a new technology, just to clarify that, we're talking about the microbiome, not so much acne, but the microbiome in the last 20 years? Correct. That's it. Yes, that's correct. The microbiome, basically, up until very recently, we thought all bugs are bad, all bacteria are bad, kill them all, get them all out of your surfaces, your body, your, you know, anywhere you live, your vicinity. Now, the microbiome has taught us that there are not only things that are benign that are on your skin, but there are things that are actively conferring a benefit onto you. And if you scrape all of those bacteria off, you kill all of them off systematically, it actually has horrible consequences, whether they're in your gut, on your skin, in your mouth, other parts of your body are covered in bacteria, and they are directly responsible for our health. Wow. Yeah, we really have come to learn more about this. I had a guest on my other podcast looking forward probably two years ago who talked so much about the gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. Just to have you clarify one other thing, Yug. Phi Therapeutics, do you focus exclusively on acne, the topic we'll touch on today, or do you get involved with other diseases and illnesses? So Phi Therapeutics, our startup, has foundational technology that can kill one bacteria in a very large and complex community of many, many different types of bacteria. And in doing that, we can go after the bad bacteria causing the disease without hurting or killing the good guys that actually protect us, that form this protective layer of the microbiome. 
And that is very useful because in most conditions where bacteria causes a disease, it's one bacterium that's really causing all of the problems. And because we only have blunt instruments, we basically use things like antibiotics to wipe out all the bacteria, trying to get at the bad guys, but unable to stop ourselves from killing the good guys. Like I said, the microbiome performs a very important function to preserve our health. And if it's gone, it leaves us susceptible to things like in acne relapses, but, but in other conditions, you know, other deterioration of your health, which we broadly call a dysbiosis. Yes. Fascinating stuff. Before I ask you about acne, mm -hmm. I just want to comment that I'm so glad there are people like you, Yug, who were good at organic chemistry because if the world relied on people like me, nobody would take organic chemistry and we'd have nobody who could be an organic chemist and do things like you do. So thank you for having that skill set that I never had. Yeah, I know I'm in the minority in loving organic chemistry. It was still hard for me, but I loved it. I feel your pain. <laughs> yes, I never took it, but I used to hear people telling me about how tough it was. I had a hard enough time with plain chemistry. <laughs> Doug, if you can give us an overview of acne, tell us a little bit about what causes it. I know theories about that have changed. How does it present itself? There's, I know a few kinds of it. Again, I suffered from it. How many people does it affect, roughly speaking? And is it something that is global in nature or does it really target certain populations or races? Right. So acne is a global phenomenon or a global disease, and it affects about 85% of us at some point in our life. Wow. It's almost a universal skin condition. And it is the number one skin condition that dermatologists see. The burden of the disease, the prevalence is actually quite high. And people have been suffering from acne throughout the ages. And it's obviously known to be a young person's disease. You get it starting when you're a teenager. But what's been really interesting over the last couple of decades is there have been studies that show that the number of people with adult acne is rising slowly. Uh, we don't know exactly why that is, but about half of women in their 20s, third of women in their 30s have acne of some sort or you know, use products to treat it. The numbers are slightly smaller, but roughly similar for men. And there's a divergence that's thought to be more, mostly due to hormones, but we, we are seeing more adult acne being prevalent. Obviously, there are many, many factors in acne. It's a very multifactorial disease. There are factors like diet and hormones and stress and genetics, and we all know this. But what microbiome research has really uncovered and given us this kind of detailed snapshot of acne is that all of these are secondary causes. And the primary cause of acne is the overgrowth or an unbalanced growth of one bacterium on our skin called C. acne. Now, we've known C. acne has been associated with the disease and implicated in the disease for decades, probably 70 or more years of research supporting that. But because the C. acne lives in this garden of bacteria, it's not the only bacteria, it's one among many, right? It's been very difficult to not have these instruments where you can just take away the C. acne without hurting anything else, observe what happened, you know, does the disease go away, for example? and then maybe put it back. Something that's called Koch's postulates of disease. It's an epidemiological thing where basically you say, oh, this bacteria is associated with this disease. 
how can we tell that? How can we prove that? So there are four postulates by which if you satisfy all four, then you can say, oh, this cholera bacteria causes the disease of cholera, et cetera, et cetera. We've never been able to do that for acne, but microbiome research has gotten us ever closer to it. Most people don't realize this, but we have a rainforest on our skin. And this rainforest is invisible because the trees of this rainforest, this incredible diversity, are made up of bacteria, viruses, and fungi. And these microorganisms create this rainforest-like diverse community called the microbiome. So we have a microbiome on our skin, we have a microbiome in our gut. Just like a rainforest, it protects the soil underneath. So these bacteria, this microbial community is actually a protective layer on our skin. Because think about it, you touch all sorts of stuff, right? You're touching soil, you're touching all sorts of surfaces that have bacteria on them. You don't want those bacteria to grow on your skin. And your microbiome, along with certain defenses of your skin, are that first line of defense. And that is why you're able to have healthy skin, even though your skin is your organ by which you experience most of the world. Now, your skin microbiome makeup, your community of bacteria on your skin probably looks a lot different than mine does. But when we're healthy, they share a trait, which is that they're in balance. When you have a chronic disease like acne, for example, this microbiome goes out of balance because one bacteria grows way beyond the bounds of what is balanced and normal. So in order to get back to health, right, you want to go away from that unbalanced state and go, you want to go back to a state of balance. But when we use harsh products for acne, and they're all harsh, things like antibiotics, benzoyl peroxide, retinoids, they're all antibacterial in nature. So they're all trying to get to that root cause. But because they're not able to kill only the bad bacteria, they're killing indiscriminately, right? They're killing the bad bacteria, the good bacteria. They're turning your rainforest, this protective layer, into a desert. And not only does that cause harsh side effects, redness, dryness, irritation, inflammation, but the most common experience that most acne sufferers get is they see relapses, right? They start a regimen, it's a little hard on their skin, but they're excited, they're seeing results. Two, three months later, it stops. And they're so frustrated, they've spent all this money, they've spent all this emotional energy, and they feel so frustrated because they're back to square one. These relapses are happening because you've thinned out and obliterated this protective layer so that when you stop using these harsh products, and you always do because your skin can't take it, the bacteria, the bad bacteria, is going to come back. And now it sees that there's no protective layer to push back and it grows back even more aggressively. That is really what we've been throwing at our skin for decades and decades. And it's only because we don't have anything better. So dermatologists are frustrated because they don't have better solutions for their patients. Patients are frustrated because especially the parents say that they're looking for solutions for their kids and they're surprised and disappointed that there's nothing new. The same flawed treatments that they went through and suffered through as kids are the only options they have for their kids, and they're not okay with that. Excellent overview. Is acne as pervasive a problem now, or maybe more so, than it was 50 years ago? Has it gotten worse in terms of the number of people who get it, or is it pretty much a constant 85%? It's no better, no worse. I say this because you mentioned more adults seem to be getting it. I would say it's definitely as prevalent. 
and it has gotten worse. And like I said, we don't know why. It could be pollution, it could be stress, it, it's probably a combination of a number of things. But dermatologists are, are finding that a lot more people with adult acne are coming to them. They're treating acne for longer and longer periods of time. So even if it's 85%, the amount of time each person is experiencing acne has increased. I got you. Is there any way to prevent acne? Following the science, there are many clues of what's happening. Obviously, acne is sort of a classical, stereotypical even, teenager's disease. And what you'll notice is small kids don't have acne, right? You'll never have a six-year-old where you're like, oh, wow, like right. that kid has a lot of acne. And there's a reason for that because the C. acne is that one bacteria that overgrows and causes acne, the inflammation, it's not present on skin until you reach puberty. Now, when you reach puberty, obviously, both men and women, boys and girls, have large hormonal changes that's really driving the kind of puberty, I wouldn't say symptoms, but the secondary sexual characteristics of puberty. What the hormones do is they change the landscape of your skin. Your pores get deeper, usually hair production increases. And what's most important is these, these oil glands called sebaceous glands on our face, our upper chest and upper back start to produce a ton of sebum, which is oil, natural oil that your sebum, your body produces. This is why sea acnes is the central player in acne, is that the sea acnes feeds on this oil almost exclusively and becomes a master of that niche. So now it starts to colonize your skin as you have puberty, as you have that oil, because the oil is its food and it goes where the food is. And because it's a newcomer on the scene and because its food is being pumped out like never before, it starts to overgrow. Your microbiome is not used to this organism being there and it's out of balance. The expectation is that as you get past puberty and into early adulthood, you are then achieving some sort of balance that inflammatory response from your body shuts down and so you don't get pimples because pimples is basically inflammation in your skin. Now, I said before that acne is obviously a complicated disease. There's, there's diet and stress and hormones and genetics, but they all feed into this because what each of those secondary factors does is change the amount and the quality of sebum that's being produced on your skin. So let's take diet, for example. Different people have different triggers, right? Your trigger may be chocolate. Mine may be oily food or spicy food. But whatever our trigger is, the trigger is something that if you consume it, in large quantities, your body reacts by, by changing the sebum on your... So it may produce more oil, right? And what that oil does is more oil, more food for the bacteria, the more the bacteria grows and the more the body throws out inflammation. Same with stress. You're sweating more, you're producing more oil. Genetics, you know, some people have large pores, some people have small pores, some people have oily skin, etc. Obviously with hormones, hormonal cycles, your skin gets more oily and that's what follows. A lot of solutions for acne say the food is the problem because if there wasn't food, the bacteria wouldn't grow. And so it's, it's all about drying your skin, taking out the sebum, ripping all that out. But that has two main problems. First is obviously you have chronic dry skin and you have to purchase other products and, and put it on your skin to just kind of counteract those side effects. But the bigger problem is that the oil your body produces is meant to be there for a reason. It hydrates your skin cells, keeps them supple, prevents premature aging, fine lines and wrinkles. And when you're stripping your body of this oil, your skin of this oil, it will have effects. It'll creep up on you little by little. And in 10 years, you're looking around saying, 
I may not have acne, but my skin looks a lot worse than other people my age. And by that time, the damage has been done. And so what I caution people is, and again, young people get acne. They're highly motivated to get rid of it. They'll throw everything at their skin. And their skin is relatively supple and you know young to take that beating. But it leaves a mark. And you won't see the mark until you're far too late to do anything about it. And so we're committed to giving solutions to people that really help them and gives them clear skin for life. Excellent. I really hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If you are, can you please do me a small favor? Let some of your family members, friends, or others in your network know about it and about healthcare on the horizon. If you happen to like this podcast, my interviewing approach, or perhaps even my voice, please consider checking out some of the many services my business provides. These include podcast hosting, creation and consulting, voiceovers, professional interviewing, production of audio or video promotional profiles to help you sell your business, promote your services, increase your customers, or raise funding, event hosting and meeting facilitation, and services to help you market to the large and growing seniors population. That's something I've actually written a book about. To learn more about all of this and my other podcast, Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers, please visit www.jeff-ostroff.com. You can also email me at jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Now let's get back to this episode of Healthcare on the Horizon. Doug, let's start talking now about any recent or brand new developments in the prevention or treatment of acne. Diagnosis is pretty easy. You started to touch on this. Maybe you could tell us just a little bit more about where are we today with this? Microbiome research, I'll start with that because we've known that this one bacteria, C. acnes, which is on everyone's skin as an adult. So you have it, I have it. Any adult that's listening to this podcast guaranteed to have C. acnes on their skin. Everyone who has C. acnes on their skin does not have acne, right? So it's not a case of if you have this bacterium, you have acne. It's like I said, all about balance. The reason you and I may not have acne today is because our microbiomes are in balance. The reason why we may get a zit in some part of our skin is, is because the C. acne is overgrowing in that part of the skin. And so it's, it's again, going to that rainforest metaphor or the one other example that I give or analogy that I give is, let's say you have a garden, you go out into your lawn and you find a weed, right? What are you going to do? Are you going to pull out a can of gasoline and sprinkle it over your lawn and set the whole thing on fire just to get rid of the weed? Of course not. No. That's ridiculous. But we're setting fire to our microbiome every single day that we're using these harsh products. So what if instead you just look down at the weed, you scoop it up, you replace it with some dirt or a patch of grass or a plant, whatever, and you're done, right? That's what you do. If you could kill just this bacteria that's causing an imbalance and, and is overgrowing and remove it, or reduce its population, you can treat and control this disease. So that's the theory, right? About six years ago, 2016, a paper came out looking at the microbiomes of healthy people and people with acne, saying, can we pick some consistent pattern out that people with acne have or don't have certain bacteria or vice versa that is really a marker of that disease? 
they really didn't find a big difference, except for one. The one big difference they found was the presence of these bacteriophages that specifically kill and target C. acne's bacteria. Now, what are bacteriophages? They're harmless little viruses that are experts at killing bacteria, but don't really interact with very much anything at all. They're nature's best defense against bacteria, and they're all around us. They're in seawater, they're in soil. Billions of phages live on our skin, in our gut, and pass through our bodies every single day. So they're, they're really kind of a natural part of the ecosystem. Now, these particular phages that were found in abundance were found in abundance on healthy skin, but it, they're very hard to find on acne skin, right? So they're associated with health and they kill the bacteria that causes the disease. A third piece that was very interesting is, it is well known, and, and I think you had this experience as well, that as you get older, your acne just kind of disappears. Everyone knows this happens. We don't know why. Well, these researchers looked at the skin of older people, 55 plus, who have healthy skin. And they found that they have the highest, richest abundance of phages on their skin. Mm. And so it turns out that we all have those annoying friends who have beautiful skin, just wake up looking amazing, eat what they want, don't wash their face. <laughs> they, <laughs> they used to drive me they, crazy. <laughs> Right? And chances are, they just have this phage naturally where other people don't. And this phage is just keeping the levels of C. acnes under control. And so a lot of our work is to try to democratize this. Can we make this accessible? Can we put this in a bottle so that people, you may not be born with it, but you can have the, the benefit of this amazing microorganism that lives in nature that's associated with healthy skin that you know people clearly have and don't, don't get zits. It's a very powerful way that, you know, again, nature is telling us what the solution is. And it's up to us whether we want to take advantage of it. So treatments are now being prescribed and undertaken that utilize these phages, which are spelled P-H-A-G-E-S, correct? Phages correct. that are mm -hmm. in this effect attacking exclusively those bacteria that contribute to acne. Is that correct? Correct. Now, this research is still very new. And we're among one of a very small handful of companies working on this specifically for acne. But there's a lot of promise with phages because you can basically find a phage that can kill any bacteria that you can think of or find. Mm. Another kind of phenomenon or observation that might be interesting for your listeners is that as you, you know, we said at the beginning of the program, acne affects almost all of us. It affects 85% or more of people at some point in their life. And there, there are some exceptions, though. There are a few pre-industrial, pre-contact tribal populations where acne and other similar skin conditions are not known to exist or exist extremely rarely. Some of them are pre-contact tribes in, in Africa, but one that's really interesting is the Yanomami tribe. It's an Amazonian tribe in Brazil. And they are, obviously, they live in commune with nature. Acne has never been recorded or known in any member of their population. Mm. Kids don't have it. Adults don't have it. They don't know what it is. They just don't get it. And the big difference between their skin and our skin is that their skin microbiome diversity is off the charts. It is unbelievably diverse. Mm. And they have many other important kind of body functions like no rates of heart disease, incredibly high rates of fitness, 
high rates of C-reactive protein, which by the way, means that you have, you're in full-blown heart disease, but no heart disease. And so really kind of challenges our conception of what healthy is and how to be healthy. But just focusing on the skin, the skin microbiome, I mean, it's just such a dramatic effect where it goes from acne being almost everyone getting it, 85% or more, to this community where no one has it. What's the difference? Okay, it's the microbiome. It's, it's all there. These are some observations that are really helping us get to sort of the truth. And so we've done a clinical trial with phages. The information's on our website. But what we've started to find is, is really the beginning of a causal link between the bacteria and the disease, where we're saying, oh, we were able to reduce the, this one bacteria, keep everything else the same, and then people's acne started to improve. Okay, so that means that those two things are linked. Sounds remarkable. So very encouraging to hear this. Of course, I wish it were true 50 years ago, but that's all right. It's okay. Yug, I'm interested, and I'm sure listeners would be, not only in hearing how the treatment is administered and the results that you've seen so far with it, but where you think things are going. What lies ahead in terms of maybe less so prevention, but more so treatment? If you could comment on those things, please. Even for us, where we've been deeply immersed in phage research over the last several years, this field is still very new and we're still learning a lot about it. And we're trying to learn as much as we possibly can, because I think all the insights that we get from clinical research, lab research, and from customer feedback is really something that will help us reveal to people more about the science and help people understand what's going on on their skin so that they can make better choices for themselves. I think the future is precision medicine, right? Instead of taking a hack it all, kill everything approach, we want to be more precise, more guided, and less destructive in general. And so I think this is where the science is headed. And, and this is what people want as well, right? Because gone are the days of lotions and potions where you're like, oh yeah, this smells okay. You know, we, we still do that. Like that's how I choose deodorant, for example. Right. But, you know, people are expecting their products to step up. They want better performance. They want better results. And we're observing things and discovering things with science, but we also need to develop tools to make that actionable, right? If we're saying, oh, we found the bacteria that is the problem, everything else actually helps, this thing does not help. Okay, can we come up with a tool that removes that one bad thing without hurting all the good things around it? Okay, phages are a great way to do that in this instance, in a few other instances. And so my company is involved in not just acne, but eczema, a few other skin conditions as well. And so the technology that we have in our hands is very powerful. We're still in the early stages. And what I will say is there's a lot of promise from us and other companies. People are really interested in this. And we feel that interest, you know, as we're rapidly growing, but we sense that this is the future. And Yug, how is it administered? How do people get a treatment? And what results have you been seeing? with this. You mentioned there are some others that are doing this as well. What kind of results are we seeing? Is it working? Are we finding the right phages to take care of this? Right. We ran a clinical trial and we asked ourselves four basic questions. This clinical trial was done in the gold standard way. It was placebo controlled and double blinded, which basically means that we, we have a bunch of people, we put them in separate groups and we give one group you know, a dummy something that doesn't have phage in it, and another group, something that does have phage in it, they don't know what it is. And we don't know which one we gave them. You know, So we're not like, oh, that guy has good acne, or we think he'll respond better, we'll give him this treatment. 
We don't know that. And then we unblind it. There's a whole process. It's the gold standard of running a trial. And we asked four questions. Firstly, is it safe? The answer was yes. Second, does it kill the bacteria it's targeting? Does the phage kill the C. acnes on the skin? The answer for that was yes as well. And we got a statistically significant result, which meant that compared to the people who got the sham product versus people who got the phage product, it's significantly different. Okay, so now you've reduced the bacteria on the skin. The golden question is, did you cure their acne? And once again, we find that for the phage group versus the placebo group, we see a statistically significant improvement in eight weeks in the patients. The last thing we asked was, what is this doing to the microbiome? How is it changing the balance? How, what is it doing for the diversity? And we found that for the responders in the phage group versus the placebo group, in the placebo group where they're not getting the, the product, they're getting a sham product, everyone's microbiome diversity is either the same or decreases over the eight-week trial. In the phage group, every single person's microbiome diversity ended up really high. And we kind of expected that because you're taking this large group of bacteria, taking it down. And so now all these resources and food are available for it. Because microbiome diversity is a key marker of long-term health, even though we observe these patients for just eight weeks, we are confident that if they were to keep using this product, keep this regimen on and recalibrate their microbiome, they would continue to see this benefit for the long-term. Okay. And when you say this product, to clarify, is this product a pill? Is it an injection? What would be the product? Right. Based on this clinical trial, we, we developed and launched a product under our brand name of Phyla, P-H-Y-L-A. It is a serum that you apply, apply topically and it's part of an acne kit. And this serum has phages in it, the very thing we've been talking about, and it targets the C. acnes bacteria on the skin. So you just put it on like any serum. It's a very minimalist, simple regimen that you can fold into your daily skincare routine. Unlike all the other skincare products on the market, it is actually mild and has zero side effects. So it's actually designed to be used day after day, week after week, month after month, which is the time scale on which you have acne. You know, no one ever said, oh, remember that weekend in eighth grade, I had acne and then I never had it again. Right. You have it for a long time. You need products that are not harsh that you can use for that time. And so once your acne clears, you got to keep your microbiome recalibrated and balanced. And the, the serum helps you to do that as well. Excellent. What I'm not hearing you say is you necessarily would have to change your diet. You might be able to still eat that pizza occasionally or that mm -hmm. uh, have the chocolate or whatever, correct? Exactly. Because there are some people who, who stop exercising because it makes their acne get worse. Yeah. I mean, talk about perverse outcomes, right? It's so healthy to exercise and people avoid it because of acne. On this product, it doesn't matter if your skin gets oilier or if you eat certain foods or whatever. Because the oil is not the problem. The bacteria is the problem. And you've got to keep that in balance. Excellent. One of the things that I've learned from you here and when we talked once before is people having oily skin isn't necessarily a bad thing. I used to think it was terrible. Mm -hmm. But here I am, an older person. I hardly have any lines on my forehead and whatever. So the curse of acne actually may have been a blessing for me. But during that time, it was definitely a curse. Yug, this has been wonderful, very enlightening, very exciting. Where can our listeners go to find out more about Phi Therapeutics, about you, any other information that would be related to that, such as new developments in the 
treatment of acne yeah. and to some extent, whatever can be done to prevent it. Absolutely. So we are Phyla, P-H-Y-L-A. That's our brand. And we are at phylabiotics.com. All of our science, the background, the research is there. If you have acne, if you know someone who has acne, I would recommend that they head over there and just read up on what causes acne, how our approach is different, and, and what the different approaches really entail, and then make you know the best decision for themselves. We're also on social media at Phylobiotics on Twitter, Instagram, on uh, Facebook, etc. We try to lead with education because as a scientist and educator, that's my tendency. But I think people, they're the most well-versed that they've ever been in terms of skincare. Skincare customers know what they want, where they want it from, etc., etc. But when it comes to acne, there's still so much confusion of, oh, I can't have chocolate cake. Oh, I can't have pizza, to your point, right? Is that true? All of these kind of urban myths and old wives' tales. And, and our mission is to kind of cut through all of that and give people just a simple digestible way of like, this is the science. This is what's at the heart of it. You can mess around with reducing the oil and, and stop eating food and this and that. But if you want to really solve the problem, get to the root of it. And it's great that your organization is doing this sort of thing, Yug, because we didn't get too deeply into this, the psychological impact of having acne. Thank you again for sharing this expertise with us about acne. It's been great having you on the show, Yug. Thanks, Jeff. I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope your listeners got a lot of value out of it. I'm sure they will. Thanks for listening to this episode of Healthcare on the Horizon. I hope you've enjoyed it and will benefit from it. And if you did like it, please share this episode with anyone you know who you think might also find it of value. And if you have any comments or questions about Healthcare on the Horizon or any suggestions for future topics or guest experts, you can reach me at the website www.jeff-ostroff.com or through my email address jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Thanks.